You are listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast. This podcast has been created to help you connect and achieve your destiny as a leader. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org. You know, you talked about self-development first and then getting your team on track. I want to spend a little bit of time talking about your team. Yeah. Developing your team, gathering your team. Mm -hmm. How did you go about doing that first with Jerry Savelle Ministries and then with your own ministry? I know God sent people to you. Yeah. But what about those people that are looking to build that team? What should you be looking for in building that team? Okay. So I learned this from John Maxwell. Um, It's the whole Pareto principle of the 80-20, that 20% of your team will produce 80% of the results. And so you've got to surround yourself with high-quality leaders. So what Maxwell, what he recommends is that you make a list of all the people who are directly connected to you. So if it's not people that work for you, you know, if it's a smaller church, people around you um, that you spend the most time with, they're the most connected to your vision, make a list of all of those people. And here's what you do. You ask yourself this question. If this person, by every single name that's on this list, you say, if this person withdrew their support, like they're no longer connected to you, how, what kind of impact would it have on your life? Would it devastate you? Would business run as usual? Or would you be better off? <laughs> if it would devastate you to not have this person, put a check next to your, their name. Because that's a high potential um, producer, influencer, hypos. Hypos, Yes, exactly. (laughs) Because you need them. Mm -hmm. They've got ideas. They're, you know, they're problem solvers. They're generators. They can do this. So put a check next to their name. You're going to dwindle it down to your top quality people that need to be on your team. And then preferably, and usually God just does this, he sends people who have strengths that you don't have. Like the people, some of the guys that y'all met on staff and Donna, they're strong in areas that I'm not strong at all. I'm very weak in those areas. So God has brought these people, because I pray for them too. I always say I am surrounded by, you know, people who are high achievers, high dreamers. I always say this stuff. So definitely getting people who are strong in the areas you're weak. You do not want people with the exact same personality type. In fact, we do personality tests up here, mm-hmm. just to be sure. Yeah. yeah. What, what ones do you guys use? Well, recently, we just did the one with the animals. I had the whole mm-hmm. staff do that because yeah. I'd never done that before. I've never done that one either. It's very interesting. I did it years ago. Yeah, I had a friend do it. Our whole, it was funny because I read the stuff to our team. I read the qualifications. Mm-hmm. And then once we identified who was what animal, we put a picture of that animal and had everybody sit in those sections. Mm-hmm. The whole customer service team, the bookkeeping department, they were all beavers. We were laughing going, you're in the right place. Because uh-huh. <laughs> the whole team, yeah. they all had the little beaver sign. Yeah. You know, it's so That's cute. So cute. That's so helpful, too. Yeah. We've just done the disc. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I recommend that one, too. Yeah, we That's like it good. a lot. Okay, so, yeah, vision is my passion. Talking about vision, that's kind of what we're known for is dreams. And so... The way I learned this was in the habit of push play when I'm hearing these things. And I remember hearing this story about a professor at Virginia Tech who did research on successful people and goal setting. And he said he walked up to random people on the street and he just asked them one question. He said, what are your goals? What are your goals for life? He said 80% of the people he asked said, I don't don't know. know. I don't have any. 
So when you think about 80% of people walking around having no vision, no goals, think of what the Bible says, where there is no vision. People perish. Right. You're just dying. So he said 16% said, I have some goals, but I've never written them down. 3% said, I've written my goals at some point, but I don't know where they are. 1% said, I have goals. I've written them down, and I review them on a consistent basis. He said, do you know who the 1% were? Millionaires. Every single one of them were millionaires. And he said, the clues these millionaires gave us, number one, I have goals. Number two, I don't leave them in my head. I take a pen and paper and write them down. And number three, I'm constantly looking at them. So when I began hearing those things, I thought, well, if they can do this, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. And like I said, it came from God's word. So I began writing those goals, like I told you before, of let's pay off the MasterCard. Well, how much is it? Don't just say that. Find out how much you owe. Mm $5,456.12. Write it down. You know, I'm, I'm going to drive a debt-free car. Well, how much do you owe? Find out. So I got a picture of me jumping like I'm, my car is debt-free, and I put the amount in my little dream book and started praying over it. Did the same thing with our swimming pool. We swim in a debt-free swimming pool. Found out how much we owed. Started marking it out. Every time I'd get $100 or $1,000, i would mark through those numbers. And I started checking them off. Well, when you start checking off those kind of goals, it builds your confidence. That's right. It builds momentum. It builds your faith like nothing else. Then you start going, what else can I do? So then I started dreaming of one day I'm going to have books in bookstores. One day I'm going to preach all over France. One day we're going to get our course in the schools. One day, you know, I just started speaking like, you know, I remember one time someone told me, your message is the type of message that like the Amway Corporation would like. I never thought about Amway, but they planted a seed in my mind. So I thought, I'm going to speak for Amway one day. So I went online, Googled the Amway Summit. It was, you know, 15,000 people in a coliseum. Put it on my vision board and started declaring, thank you, Jesus. I'm the keynote speaker at the Amway Summit. Just started believing those things. I've, I've spoken for Amway probably eight times now. Is that coincidental? Awesome. No, it's amazing. I believe when the vision is clear, the results will appear. I know that Amen. rhymes and it's cute, but it's perfect. But that is exactly what I believe. When the vision is clear, <laughs> the results will appear. So get crystal clear on where you're going. Don't just say, "Lord, I'm believing for increase." Right. Well, here's twenty bucks, and there's your increase. Right. Mm-hmm. No, say exactly what you're believing for, mm-hmm. financially, everything. Yes. So getting crystal clear on your goals, I think, is so important. Then you mentioned some things about potential. Do you want to mention that question? Yeah. Um, what did you do to be faithful with your potential and what can we do to be faithful with ours? So as far as potential, I didn't really think I had a lot of potential to be honest, because like I said, I've never had people prophesy over me. In fact, it's quite the opposite, which is really funny because, um, when, when I was little, your grandpa would come to our church and your dad, oh my gosh, I love your parents. And so many times ministers would even prophesy over the kids in the church and this is kind of a funny thing, but my sister, she's the loud, bold one of us. You know, I'm more quiet and shy. And people would always prophesy to her, you're lying in the body of Christ. You're bold, you know. Then they'd come to me, and I'd be waiting for my turn. <laughs> and they'd go, you're a little lamb. You're a sweetheart. And I'd be like, I want to be a lion, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so as far as potential, I really didn't think I had any. But... It's funny, when you start developing those habits, like I mentioned before, and your confidence grows, and one of my declarations has been, 
my gift is going before me and bringing me before great men. And I always say I'm an expert in the message God has given me to share. Amen. Well, when you say potential and gifting, you think of gifting, mm-hmm. gifts are things that come natural to you that you don't even think they're gifts because they come so natural. When I started excelling in the area of goal setting and dreams and vision, I didn't even know that was a gift. But then I started realizing this is my passion is teaching people vision. Well, then I thought I'm going to be an expert in the message God's given me to share. So I started pouring myself into every message, every book I could find on vision and dreams and goal setting. Well, now that's what people invite me to come do. Come teach us how to set goals. Come teach us vision. So it's funny. Grant Cardone says, when you find your niche, don't drink the Kool-Aid, swim in it. That's (laughs) so great. Like become an expert. And the thing is, God has given you some type of message. You may not know it yet, but when you find your message and you become an expert, it's no different than like a generalist doctor who's a generalist on everything. He checks all your parts. Mm -hmm. But then when you go to a specialist, they make more money. When you go to the optometrist, they specialize in vision. You know, when you go to the throat doctor, they specialize in throats, right? When you become a specialist, God is going to open doors you never dreamed of. Because now people are coming to you for that thing. Which is funny because I learned those things in marketing in college where it's like, if you go to Kentucky Fried Chicken, you don't walk in there going, do y'all have spaghetti? Mm -hmm. No, you go there for chicken. You're, you're, you're going to be shocked if they say, oh, I'm so sorry, we're out of chicken today. What else do you want, right? <laughs> well, that's the same with us. God's given us a gift. Like your grandpa, he's known for faith. Yes. If I went and heard Kenneth Hagin preach and he didn't talk about faith, mm-hmm. I'd be devastated. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesse Duplantis is funny. Mm-hmm. If he's not going to make me laugh and I told all my friends, you got to go hear him, he's so funny, and he's not the least bit funny, I'm going to be shocked, right? Mm-hmm. So God's given you something that he wants you to specialize in. And when you become an expert in it, like I said, people are going to come from all over to want to hear that message from you. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it's It's perfect. Yeah. So you're talking about vision, keeping it before you. You, You're a big proponent of vision boards. Yes. yes. Making it big. You have a book. Yeah. Dream it, pen it, live it. Right. I haven't started it yet. I plan on doing it with my husband. Yeah. Um, and you speak on vision, you speak on goal setting, yeah. everything all around the world, which is huge. And that's your niche. Yeah. You know, I've encouraged a lot of our churches to find exactly your why. You can't just say, oh, we're called to reach everybody. Yeah. You don't speak every language. You don't have service every di- minute of every day to reach every single person that you possibly can. So really defining and honing that in yeah. is the most important thing to reach exactly who you're called to reach. Right? right. Exactly. You and I actually have very, very similar backgrounds mm-hmm. talking about how nobody ever prophesied over you. Nobody ever prophesied <laughs> over me. <laughs> yes. Ever. It was always my brother. And in fact, it even happened after I started working at FCF, there was Uh, one leadership summit we had in Tulsa and my grandma prophesied over every single person in my family except me and I was like what is wrong why what did I do wrong and God was like it's okay I I can you're okay he speaks to you exactly that's right I called my mom and I was like mom (laughs) why it happened two times that year actually where I was the only one in my family that didn't get anything said but 
that being said, I have this inner dialogue with God going on almost constantly. I talk to my mom about it on the way down here. And so I'm constantly just like, God, where am I going? What am I doing? What is going on here? Yeah. You're talking about your vision, your passion. I went through this church communication course. And helping churches develop their why has just become this passion for me. Like, it is so important for churches yeah. and pastors to really know exactly who they're called to reach. And that's one of the things we focus on, which is one of the reasons it brought us to you. Yeah. So... I talked about my routine, and you're like, oh, my gosh, you've been doing this for 17 years and everything. People always say to me, how do you stay motivated to do all those five things, like, every day still? It's because it's non-negotiable. Right. Like, I literally don't ask myself anymore, Terry, do you feel like working out? No, I really don't. <laughs> but I don't feel like brushing my teeth either. Right. But here's the thing. I want you to start small. Don't start with, I'm going to walk an hour every morning before I even go to the office, and I'm going to read two chapters. Start small, and here's the biggest key. Keep your promise with yourself. Do it for 21 days. Mm -hmm. Because, in fact, I just heard the people who, who run that extreme weight loss show. Do you all remember them? Mm -hmm. They said, when I see someone who's two or 300 pounds overweight, he said, I don't see 200 pounds of extra body fat. He said, I see 200 pounds of broken promises mm -hmm. to yourself. That's a great statement. Not to other people, to yourself. Mm -hmm. And every time you break your promise to yourself, your dignity takes another hit. Mm -hmm. And you start not believing in yourself anymore. Yeah. And then you stop announcing to people, I'm going on a diet. I'm going to start these routines she talked about. Mm -hmm. Because you don't keep your word. And then mm -hmm. people start going, I thought you were going to start that. Mm -hmm. So then you start making silent promises. But your integrity doesn't know the difference between right. saying it publicly and silent. Right. So start with just a few small promises you're going to keep to yourself. It could be, for 21 days, I'm going to drink a tiny bottle of water. But I refuse to go to bed without drinking that one bottle of water. And I'm going to do it every day for 21 days. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read one verse in Proverbs every day. And I refuse to leave my house without reading just one verse. And check it off your calendar. I did my thing. You know, just start with a few promises that you're like, I'm doing it. I'm going for a walk for 10 minutes. My body's worth 10 minutes. I can do that. Yeah, that's good. So start with something that you're, because after 21 days of keeping your promises, you are going to be like, I'm not quitting this. Because mm -hmm. your confidence grows. And, yeah. of course, like I said, your momentum and your faith grows with it. Mm -hmm. So start small with a few promises that you will keep. That's really good. I love that. So that's like a non-negotiable, a daily, a daily goal. How do you incorporate your long-term goals into your daily goals? Like, I have this vision of where I see, you know, FCF going. Mm -hmm. And I know that the first step is taking that first daily goal. But then how do, you, how do you keep that there? I think because part of my routine is I'm always reading and journaling my time with the Lord. So I'm always getting new ideas. Oh, that's so good. I actually just encourage somebody to do that. Any creative idea, any idea at all, write it down so you don't forget it. Oh, research proves if you don't write it down within 37, 37 seconds, it's gone forever. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. When you get an idea, you have to instantly write it down. So, yeah, I would say my time with the Lord, that's what keeps the fresh vision. So we're not stagnant. We're constantly getting new ideas. And then your creativity. You know, that's where your creativity comes from, from the... Yeah. Holy Spirit. Right. From God. I just want to thank you so much for spending your time. It's so valuable. Oh, you know, it's awesome. And your wisdom and your, uh, 
your passion with us. Thank you so much, oh, Terry. Man, this has been so you much fun. You don't know fun. what it means to us, truly. Oh, Thank you, You melt my heart. <laughs> In fact, I wanted to mention, too, to your churches, if they're interested, we have a vision board course yes. that we offer to small groups and churches where you get the whole church yes. oh, excited awesome. about their dreams and goals. Love that. So, yeah, if they want to access it at terry.com, we can get them courses. That would awesome. be ideal. Okay, Thank you. Good. Oh, love that We'd so love much. you guys this to get fun. involved with that. I know. This was great. Thank <laughs> you. I sure love you. We love you. Thank you, Terry. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so you. much. You have been listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast, where our focus is to help you achieve your destiny as a leader. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org.